This episode is brought to you by the content creators at Live City Media. They've been filming and editing since 2013 and know exactly what it takes to make your brand's online presence pop. Head over to livecity.media to connect with the team today. Hello, hello. Hey, Sean, how are you? I'm good. You know, it's, I was thinking about this the other day. We always do the how are you as if we haven't yeah. been talking before the record button hit, but it's funny. Should we, should we change the formula? Not or, even. Uh... I think it's just, it's one of those like wink, wink, like the audience is just catching up with us. But yeah, then exactly. we're just outside totally <laughs> catching up before. It's one of those just like the, the illusion of podcasting. You yeah. Like, no. Keep an, an appearance up for the the listener's sake but I, I thought it was funny and one of those just but, like the more you think about it but it's also kind of endearing at the same time yeah but it's true we should change the formula a bit i think we we need to spice things up i think it's always like pretty much when we begin our episodes it's really formulaic i guess so we can maybe <laughs> well this one's definitely <laughs> breaking the formula yeah yeah, pr- yeah pretty much all right so sure. that's that's done yeah, <laughs> check we'll have to think of something creative on the next one yeah so uh, yeah we're recording on a sunday february which is well early early winter is always a pretty quiet time for movies and new releases but there were some uh, some interesting announcements recently mostly in the dceu yeah which is no uh, longer the dceu it's the dcu now dcu yeah exactly so it's um that's going to be interesting. We're going to chat about this a, l- a little bit. Um, we'll st- we're still a few weeks away from the Oscars, but uh, I think both Sean and I, we, we watched a couple of contenders uh, in the best picture category so we can maybe discuss our, um, our latest viewings. And uh, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll take it from there. I can also say that I have some... I was excited for some uh, video game releases, but they all got pushed back. <laughs> um, I'm going to guess so. Star Wars, Jedi Fallen Survivor. <laughs> or Jedi Survivor. Je- yeah, Je- uh, Jedi Survivor. Jedi Survivor has been pushed from uh, early March to late April. And same thing for um, Hogwarts Legacy. Hogwarts Legacy was pushed to uh, April as well, I think. Well, so, April, yeah. Uh, yeah, I got the lead till April, not. Uh, a couple of months ago but only if you're on the last generation if you're on the current generation it'll be out by the time this uh, podcast comes out (laughs) so that's a little bit painful for for everyone else like me because i'm rocking ps4 (laughs) same here man i'm rocking xbox one uh series s so i'm still a little uh vintage there so yeah i'll need to update my xbox but first and foremost drink time so um what do you have in front of you well i'm actually holding the bottle because i really wanted to get that sweet sweet cork pop on microphone but i have the abelor 12 i abelor with a gift card i got from the birthday so i made you that mm. it's space side single malt and if i'm not mistaken this one is a combination of both fruity and like cinnamony kind of flavors, uh, florally cinnamon, vanilla, that kind of stuff. But it's also a little bit musky at the same time. It's one of those in-betweenies. It's not too, it's not very peaty, but it's not very fruity either. It's just somewhere in the middle. So I'm going to. All right. It's. Get that. It's um, for once, sound. for once I'm happy because. For once, I'm happy because actually it's a it's a scotch I know quite well because my dad drinks it a lot. He really likes the Abelor 12. Um, so when I'm at the cottage with my folks, I um, I actually take a few sips of this one. So I do know what it what it tastes like. I like that citrusy feeling. Um, it's not an overly complex scotch, but I think that for an uh, I don't know, maybe like a, an, av- an average budget. It's kind of one of the best ones to find and the most accessible 60 ones. 60 odd dollars, if I'm not mistaken. 60 sounds right. 
Yeah, close to. Uh, I think so. Or, yeah, or maybe it's more expensive than I remember, but it's it's a good bottle. I like it. Um, on my end, finally, I think Sean is going to be happy, but I'm leaving the US. <laughs> no more bourbon for no at least bourbon. for a while. Um, no bourbon. No, we're in the Irish territory now. Uh, right, like the proof. Banshees of Inishram. So um, I'm in Ireland. And if I say busker, do you know what I mean? I've heard, but I've never had. Okay, so uh, this actually Irish whiskey was massively advertised. I think you can spot like, I don't know, ad placements pretty much everywhere. I think on ACQs and in bus stations and metro stations and whatnot. So it got me curious because, and it won won awards uh, in the San Francisco um, competition from last year. I think it won double gold or something. So it got me curious and it's pretty affordable. It's like 30, 30 something bucks, 34 bucks, something like that. Um, and having it now, so it's a green bottle, like shaped a bit like, um, um, a bullet bourbon bottle, but for, 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 uh, for an Irish whiskey and it's, um, it's pretty smooth, like a little sweet, that, that creamy sweet taste you get from Irish whiskeys, you know, so that biscuity kind of feeling, but this one, I have a lot of floral, floral notes to it, like reminiscent of a Japanese whiskey kind of thing. But it's good. It's good. Um, yeah, Mine's really floral, well. smooth. And it just has so, yeah, okay, well. we have both good good picks. Yeah, mine is floral as well and fruity. Let's just say a little bit of citrusy. And as I mentioned, it has a bit more of that, that burn sensation without actually being burny. But it has a much stronger kick to it than like the Long Branch, which I had on the last episode. That one is also lighter and a fruitier bourbon. This one feels like spicier in comparison to that, but it doesn't have the intensity of something like a, like a Bowmore, for example. It's perhaps a bit similar to like a Glenfiddich. Um, all right, so going back to business, uh, we were we want to discuss uh, the DC universe. So the new DC, James Gunn yeah. DC universe and our impressions and whatnot. But overall, would you say you're excited about what was revealed about the the slate and the ten movies? Mixed opinion. It's a combination of some things got me excited, some things I was like a little indifferent towards, and some things I have never even heard of before so i can't really say if i'm excited or not excited which i mean i never heard of gardens of the galaxy before and then look how that turned out so just because you don't know something doesn't mean there's nothing to get excited about but at this point we don't know directors writers leads so i don't know how some of these projects are going to go yeah, yeah well same thing i'm like I'm, I'm no James Gunn is talented, so I think I'm cautiously optimistic, I think is a phrase we usually repeat to ourselves. But again, I think that some, I'm really curious as to where, where they'll go with like the new Superman and the characters we actually know. Because again, I'm like, okay, they left such a huge dent since like Henry Cavill's departure. So I'm just like, okay, how are they going to redo this and still remain relevant and good? But I think they can still save the, I mean, the sheets with, I guess, a few other characters. Like, for example, there's the Supergirl movie, like Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow. There's actually a really good TV show that is Supergirl. I think it wrapped, I think, after, what, four or five seasons. But it was supposed to be really good. Um, I, mean, I hope they take this, this actress to come back as Supergirl and just prolong on the actually the TV shows that was... Um, uh, I don't know. That was airing for for a while. But well, that's where things definitely get confusing with James Gunn's announcement, because some characters seem to be getting a complete reboot, and some don't. Like yeah. Superman, and some don't. Like we saw, Amanda Waller is getting her own TV show, and it's going to be the same Amanda Waller from Suicide Squad and The Suicide Squad. So it does make things a little confusing. Like, why do some characters stay? And why do some not? Yeah, I get you. I mean, it's they're, they're trying everything but the kitchen sink, basically, to just say, no, no, it's still relevant. It's good. It's uh, you're, you're going to love it. There's yeah. still things to be. But then some things don't. Yeah. Like, like I said, Superman's out. Like, Henry Cavill's not Superman anymore. Ben Affleck is not Batman anymore. The Flash might still be Ezra Miller, by the sounds of it, yeah. which is a, a very 
bold claim, I might say. Um, yeah. And then we're going to have new characters coming in. like, And then there's just some some obscurities or confusion, I should say, because like Aquaman's going to be taking place after The Flash mm. comes out in December. Does that mean Aquaman is part of this DCU now? Like, th- There's a lot of things that are a little up in the air because I think the Flash movie is going to be Flashpoint. And the way Gunn was talking about it, it's that movie is going to sort of like reboot everything. Hmm. It's confusing. it's confusing as hell. Yeah. And as you said about the Flash, that they actually announced, I think, the lineup of um, trailers for the Super Bowl who are supposed to air in a few weeks. And... Uh, the Flash is one of them, so that confirms that the movie is still happening this year. So after this, considering this is part of still the, the old universe, the old Zack Snyderverse, so like how how are we yeah. going to connect with the rest I, anyway? Yeah, I I think it's either one of two things: the the Flash movie will act as a bridge between the two universes, which is what happened. Yeah, in because comics. it's a multiverse kind of kind of story. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, or we're going to have to look at Shazam, Flash, Blue Beetle, and Aquaman as sort of just being on their own, not part of the DCU, kind of like the Batman. And Joker. And, so they're yeah, elsewhere. Exactly. And we still have yeah. that. Po- we still have those movies already. And it's, yeah, it's the Batman. It's uh, Joker 2. And there's a third one I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm forgetting, I think. but Well, there's going to be the uh, the Batman TV show, Penguin. Yes, true. So, yeah, it's yeah. T- such a weird... It's going to be weird. But, yeah, but those aren't going to be DCU. Those are those are DC elsewhere. DC so elsewhere. You and me, like we, we know this kind of stuff, like back of our hands, and I'm sure a lot of our listeners do as well. But I'm very curious as to how what the, the casual fan is going to react to this. Like, they're going to see Robert Pattinson's Batman... But then they're going to see this new Batman movie where it's Batman and Robin. Yeah. And then they're going to go, it's not Robin Pattinson. Like, yeah, they don't get it. Like, why not? Yeah. And they're going to be wondering why. And It might be messy. It will, uh, it for sure, it will be messy. Be messy. Yeah. As to if it's going to be good. Well, you know, the, the best example we can take from last year is the Batman. Because the Batman, again, did we need like another version of the Dark Knight like hitting the big screen? The, the answer is an obvious no. But they did such a beautiful job with this film. So if James Gunn is able to take some of the greatness of both, I think, the Joker, the Joker movie from Todd Phillips and the Batman and say, OK, we, I'll inject some of, the, of that DNA into my new universe uh, for each film, then OK, there's going to be some good material there. It's just that there's so many versions of the characters up there. That and there's so different universes that it's, yeah, it's gonna be so messy for the normal fan, not us. It's, even for us, it's fucking messy. So it's a little messy for us too. So I can only imagine yeah. the the casuals out there who go see like two movies a year, to don't keep track of all the Hollywood trades and things like that, and they're just like, well, what's happening? Yeah. So I, I don't I don't envy the casuals. Yeah. No. Same. 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 Same here. But yeah, so cautiously optimistic. Um, again, I think what like the first there, movie is due when like to, uh, in this like twenty twenty five, and it's the Superman yeah, movie. Okay, so we have some time before yeah. then. <laughs> yeah, Do you are you excited for the Superman movie? Because he's he's the figure yeah. of DC, right? He's the, the hope for truth and justice. He's one of the oldest superheroes to the grace comic books, and one of the most beloved of all time. Am I excited? With a, a rocky history yeah. in on film though so what, what do you think excited a little indifferent i don't want to be indifferent because i really like superman as a character and it took me a while to really deeply appreciate what henry cavill brought to the role because i wasn't such a huge fan of man of steel and um justice league for sure um dawn of justice i i do think is a misunderstood film and i think there's some true gems in that film that i still appreciate but yeah, so, and I, I grew up on the Christopher Reeve films when I was younger, so I really liked, like, Superman, the original, and Superman 2, for example, and even Superman Returns. Um, so, yes, I'm excited, but they just, like, they, they need to handle him well. So, like, the origin story of Superman, we know it by heart, by now. So I think that they should do, uh, pull off of the Batman and say, okay, we'll pick up, somewhere like in his first years or something 
And well, that's exactly what they're yeah, doing. Yeah, so like same thing as with yeah. the Robert Pattinson's Bruce Wayne. So he's he's maybe like two years into the Batman uh, costume. So same thing for Clark Kang. You can say, okay, I'm gonna start. They can pick it up after. You know what? Now I'm thinking about it. You remember Smallville? They can do something similar. Well, yeah. they they actually. Like after the right after Smallville, they say, "Okay, we start our Superman journey here." Um, so, like yeah. the first few like year years, yeah, that. That, that he actually pulls off the cape and saves people, but he's still struggling with his identity and like what he's supposed to do as Superman. Because mm-hmm. I know those were themes that were explored by Henry Cavill's character, uh, like what what Superman represents and what he should actually do with his powers. But maybe they should like explore explore this differently um here but anyway i'm excited because i love the character but again it they need they 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 can't mess it up they they need to like it needs to be perfect we'll see <laughs> yeah i i'm for this one i'm a little indifferent for actually i'm i'm not the biggest superman fan i don't dislike superman i don't love him either i got a few superman comics on the shelf back there um but I, I, see, I hear Superman movie and I kind of go, cool, like, I'll see it. But I'm not like, oh, my God, Superman. Uh, I'm more excited for Batman movies in general in comparison. So I, I see a new Superman movie and I see that it's going to be, as we said, probably very similar to later seasons of Smallville by the sounds mm-hmm. of it. And I can't help but shake this feeling of we've done this before. Yeah. Especially when, with the the Zack Snyder Justice League, we were right on the cusp of that like cosmic storytelling, mm-hmm. and I I just want to see a Superman story that's maybe a little bigger than like Metropolis and Smallville, yeah. and we have to go back before we can open that door again. So. It does feel like a little bit like a retread to me. Yeah, no, I try. I get, I get you. Bit. I mean, it's hard not to to think like that as well, even for a fan like me. But what else can we do? <laughs> you know, it's like <laughs> so we, we sit. Yeah, and wait. exactly. So um, yeah, so for sure. I mean, Superman. I think is the character I'm going to be most curious about. If I read the other movies in this slate, what what else is there? Well, we have. Well, um, we have the Batman, the Batman and movie. Robin story. Yeah. Okay, so. Yeah, it's called The Brave and the Bold. And that will be uh, Batman later down the line. It's later, it's later, be, yeah. Yeah, and will be... Sorry, Batman has a surprise son. He doesn't realize that he has a kid, Damian Wayne. And he had this kid with Talia al Ghul, mm. Raja al Ghul's daughter. Yeah. And Damian was raised with the assassins to be an assassin. And all of a sudden... Bruce is the the custodian of this Robin, and he sort of has to teach him like the ways of Batman without killing people. Mm. So there there is potential for an interesting father son story, but we're gonna have two Batman movies with two different Batmans running at the same time. And now so. to count in the Flash, I, man, I, because again the Flash you have Batfleck, you have Michael mm, Keaton. Yeah. Now you have. <laughs> Robert Pattinson's Batman, and then you have this yeah, one. And we're gonna have another <laughs> one. So. Yeah. It, do, do I feel like there's maybe a few too much Batmans in the kitchen? Perhaps. So, again, color, at least this one feels a bit more unique mm-hmm. uh, relative to Superman Legacy. But I'm like, do we need two Superman movies running concurrently at the same time? Yeah. I, I don't know. know. Two Batman movies, yeah. Um, yeah, two Batman like the, the, sure. I, I like to play a game, though, because, again, I, I casting is always something that really I find really interesting, but... Okay, so they're going to recast Batman again. But like they're like, okay, this is an older Batman. Kind of closer to what Ben Affleck was in his first film. Um, who would you see in the role for like a later day Batman who's actually trying to raise a kid? Um, like a kid he has with Talia al Ghul. Because I think I have an idea of who can that, who, who can that be if he's not getting too old by that time. But I'm curious about your opinion. I'll throw in quickly that I think Superman would have to be an unknown actor. Yeah, same ways. And Batman, I would say my knee jerk might actually be Anson Mount. Mm. He voiced Batman in one of the animated uh, films recently. Yeah. Uh, I believe Red Hood, but I might be wrong. Mm. And 
I think since he's already tapped into Batman, we know he can do the Batman voice. And he kind of has that like somewhat older and gruffer um, sense about him. Mm-hmm. And I feel like an old grizzled Batman might be what we're looking for for this one. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I have a pick. So he's he's like massively busy. But if he finds the role interesting, I think that if they don't focus the story too much on Batman and more on like his legacy and like Damian Wayne and everything that comes after, I think he would be perfect. And he, he came this close to be Batman, I think, for the the Snyderverse. But Josh Brolin, I think Josh mm. Brolin would be great. Nice. Like later day, like old Batman, I think he would be perfect. Um, so we both kind of want those like grizzled yeah. figures, and he looks the part, man. I mean, he's he would be perfect for for this, and I'm I'm not sure he's interested, but he I hope he accepts and he there's he's considered for this. Um, but and he came close to be the 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 Batfleck like he was considered um, before Ben Affleck. Uh, so yeah, that would be my choice for Batman for Superman. I think I have. Um, act- not an obvious candidate, but I would say that if he works, like, he works out a lot, like, he builds his buddy up, and he has, like, the posture and the tenure and, like, the presence of a younger Superman, Austin Butler, man, like... Oh, very interesting. Our Elvis for, from this year. I mean, he's, a, yeah. he's not, like, he's a new actor. He's talented for sure. Now, that, now we know. Like, give him, like, some training. Give him, like, a proper, like, silhouette to look like a... Like a, like a a busty bad the superman and he, i think he would be good uh austin butler so oh, that's an interesting yeah. pick he's uh he's on a bit of a streak right now he's fresh off of uh elvis we know he did once upon a time once upon a time in hollywood before yeah. that and he's got doom part true two yeah here, he's so. um he's one of the harkonnens i think huh? he's a he, yeah. yeah he's gonna be the character that sting yes great pick yeah i think he would be good in that there's yeah. a lot of good actors in the dune part two uh yeah the slave for this is crazy so yeah um like if they do their casting well and i think that they try to not focus too much on like especially for the batman movie like we know his story we know where this is going focus on the sun like focus on the relationship between the two um make even make batman a secondary character i think at that point i think it's Mm going to be even more interesting so I, i i hope they do that we'll see uh, as for the Superman film, I mean, they can put it front and center, but like, I don't know, it, it all depends like how they actually portray it and make Metropolis like a, a crime-filled city, like a not a cool place city, not a cool place to live, like Gotham, in a way. Uh, I don't know, like I don't know, like a, a city struggling with corruption and like I don't know financial. Um, disability or something like I don't know it's uncertain times because a city without yeah hope. because correct me if I'm wrong but every single time we've seen Superman on screen I think Metropolis is always like kind of a beacon of hope like this perfect city yeah. everything shines like they have a super clean, clean transportation system like there's uh, almost as if there's no criminality in Metropolis it's like the exact of Gotham of yeah Gotham. I would change that a little bit, make it like a rougher place for different reasons, maybe not a, a crystal like copy of Gotham, something else. But yeah, I don't know. I would think instead of being like crime ridden, maybe just a dejected city, like the, the mayor is not the great. Um, they have nothing really to look for. Maybe like unemployment is high, but maybe not like crime. Yeah. But just sort of like a little lost. Mm hmm cities on like hard times kind of thing and they don't have that like spark of hope to keep them going yeah yeah i know what you mean mm-hmm. that could be interesting. yeah that... um is batman or uh, superman the project you're most excited for or is there something else that was announced that you're more like mm. well i mean is the these are the two characters i know the most so can you name me some other characters like okay with green lantern i don't give like that much that's actually my most really okay i'm not i'm not into green lantern that much so i can't say so i'll get into why all right um i like green lantern and this is going to be an hbo series and there's going to be both green lanterns it's going to be hal jordan and john stewart but the instead of being this like galaxy space opera which is what i think a lot of people were probably expecting 
Gunn described it as true detective. Mm. So he wants to have this cop show on HBO where one's probably an older vet and one's probably newer. And the Green Lanterns are the space cops, right? Mm-hmm. So they, they come to Earth. They've probably found like maybe like a murdered alien or something like that, something that does not fit. And these two are going to go on this like true detective style like investigation and figure out what is out there, who died, why. And there's something about when I hear true detective investigation in D.C., I don't know. It piques my imagination, and I like the idea that it's going to be a smaller, more intimate story told on Earth with these extraordinary characters rather than those, like, out-in-space spaceships kind of thing. Yeah. It's, re- it's weird. It's, like, the exact opposite reason for Superman. Yeah. Superman, I was like, oh, I want a cosmic story. Green Lanterns are going to be taking it to this, like, small-town USA probably, and it's going to be one crime, but I'm like, that sounds awesome. That sounds so different. And the fact that it's going to be on HBO, like they, they might be able to push the envelope a bit more relative to uh, like the Marvel shows on Disney plus. Mm. So I don't know. I, I heard that and I thought that was just so unexpected for green lantern. They should do. And the show's called yeah, lanterns. They sh- but they should do that with more the, 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 like the Amanda Waller, uh, series, like more, Oh, trying to live like a conflicted life, like in in normal society, like, I don't know, talking with the government, but also trying to manage and save the world, like using heroes and criminals. A bit like Nick Fury, right? She's she's the DC's new Nick Fury, Amanda Waller, right? So, and it's funny because they're going to go toe-to-toe, maybe not exactly at the same time, because Samuel L. Jackson has a series coming up. Is it this year or next year? Yeah, it's next month, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, really? The Nick Fury show uh, that early? Okay. It's the uh, yeah, I think it's beginning of March, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, and I, you know what? It's, it's funny. I totally forgot about that one. So I, I guess I need to watch it because I've loved all the Avengers film, but I'm just like at this point, I'm like, what are good they gonna say with with Nick Fury? I don't know. We'll see. I think the idea with Secret Invasion to quickly go on the the Marvel tangents is that the the scrolls have invaded and. We're probably going to learn that some characters that we've watched over the years were, actually been, like, were replaced. Nice. Okay. Yeah. So potential, and I, based on the trailer, it looks like it might be more like a spy thriller, mm. so which I'm down for. I'm hoping. For, and I would like yeah. the same thing for the the Waller show as well for for DC because again, Viola Davis is such a talented actress. So I'm like, make this yeah. like some like a superhero themed kind of I don't know like how to get away with murder kind of thing like she yeah she, or like house of cards yeah or she, like she would yeah house of cards exactly that would be great so that i'm yeah. uh um, that i'm i'm down for but um yep yeah where you have like behind the clothes like with suicide squad you, we only get like glimpses of her and she's like briefing the team and all that but i'd love to see that show tackle the political angle yeah where she's like in washington she's in the senate and She's talking with other politicians and there's all this red tape and she's trying to like cut that tape down. And then you can cross cut that with like life in the suburbs kind of thing. Like what's what's happening to the, the average people yeah. and the consequences or lack thereof. And there's certainly potential with the Waller show. Yeah. And which also shows that Peacemaker is canon in this event i would say you know what i just had a flash actually about we going back to to batman um we were talking while josh brolin would have been good actor but i mean to make this clean and considering that the flash is still coming out make it michael keaton like make his universe of batman like the new one so come back to the tim burton era and in between the time that batman returns aired and the new movie comes in a lot of stuff happened. Yeah, exactly. He had a kid. And again, age-wise, I mean, he, yeah, Michael Keaton is much older, but since he played in, in The Flash, he's still able to be Batman. So that would be, the, mm-hmm. I think, if you're, ta- if you're sp- like, how to reach out to a generation previous, make this not messy and popular as hell. I mean, if Batman is actually Michael Keaton again for more than one film, people are going to be down for that for sure. So... Yeah. It also creates a connective yeah, tissue with the Flash. exactly. And you know for sure that and this is you, a Batman in another verse that actually already happened. Mm-hmm. So people 
know, okay, so to understand this Batman, I need to return to Batman 89 and Batman Returns, so I know where he comes from. Um, they can do that. That that would be un, uh, unmessy. They bring those movies yeah. into the fold kind of thing, and you don't have to worry about, like, oh, here's another Batman. Yeah. It's like, no, this is one of the the OG Batman. Exactly. The theatrical original Batman. It's actually a pretty good idea. It's a idea. great idea, but I'm just thinking, yeah. will, will Michael, Ke- Michael Keaton be down for that? Because they, they already like canceled the Batgirl show that he, that the Batgirl yeah. girl film that he shot. So, so I think they owe him. I think they owe him. But, I mean, they, yeah. owe, they owe Batgirl as well, but I, I think they owe Keaton as yeah. well. So, yeah, again, I don't know, like DC won't, won't hear us, but I mean, for sure, that would be the, mode, the best idea is to do that. People would that would work, and that would connect everything together, as you said. So yeah, I'll, I'll tag James Gunn in the social media. <laughs> Yo, like, dude, Gunn. but I'm sure. Yeah, we've decided Michael Keaton for Brave and the Bolds. Make it happen. But I think for sure that idea was pretty much maybe already covered, like in uh, I don't know, like on Screen Rant or other kind of sites. But uh, I haven't seen anything about it. But who knows? Yeah, it would be the. I think it would it's, be. It's not popped up on my feed. It would be an easy choice. But yeah, man. Apart from that, I mean, it's hard for me to really. The other characters of DC, I don't know them that well. So I mean, I'll 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 learn to know them, I guess, once the movies yeah, come like, up. Like I but, don't know Booster Gold, for example, yeah. and I I don't know the Authority. Yeah. Yeah, those are two. I'm like I don't know, and I've heard some people say the Authority might be a little bit like the boys. Mm. Again, I don't know. Yeah. Booster Gold is another character. He's apparently he's a it's a fan favorite, but I'm like I actually have no idea who that character is. Mm. He's he's from the future and he, he goes back in time, and with future tech he becomes a superhero and everyone like adores him. Yeah. But in the future he's actually like an idiot or a jerk or something like that, and no one really likes him in the future. So he kind of gets like a do over. Yeah. Gotcha. And there's also going to be uh, Creature Commandos mm-hmm. since. Uh, an animated movie, okay, uh, or an animated uh, TV show. I'll put it on HBO Gun's, Max uh, directly. Yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but it, it sounds like it's gonna be like uh, Overlord, mm. that that zombie movie, where like these commando figures are fighting the Germans, but there's also like zombies and vampires and things like that. Yeah, interesting. So, like, that sounds. That sounds more niche. That's there. There's also like you mentioned the Supergirl movie as well. That's gonna be coming out. Yeah, we have Swamp Thing, and we have the Themyscira TV show as well. Supergirl, I would watch though. I mean, I haven't watched the TV series. Maybe I should, but um, I think they did succeed early on, and I think that's a character that can easily be made cool, like to resonate with. I don't know, like younger girls who like want to connect with the new blockbusters and even like us i think like it would be like a millennial a cool millennial character supergirl i think that if like properly done so my guess i don't know I, I, the name of the actress escapes me but i'll, I'll google it but the, the the girl who played in the, i think the premise for the superman movie is interesting because it's based on um a comic run so it's not an original story and the idea is uh, Kal-El never got to see Krypton destroyed. Mm-hmm. And he got, like, whisked away to Earth. And she saw Krypton get destroyed. And then she was, like, charged. Like, you have to go back to Earth. And you're going to, like, watch over Kal-El and yeah. mentor him and make him into the figure he's going to be. But by the time she gets to Earth... Kal-El's already Superman, and he's he's the great... Yeah, hero. she arrives later, like, yeah. She arrives later, and she's like, well, my, my task, my mission was to mentor him. Like, what's my purpose now mm-hmm. that I don't have to do that? And I, I think on paper that sounds really interesting. Yeah, no, for sure. That ma- made her, make her like a more like junior girl that she's like, oh, shit, I'm super young because <laughs> I was supposed I was supposed to be older than him, but I arrived much later. Uh, yeah, that, that, would, yeah, that would be space. Yeah, travel. exactly. <laughs> uh, and I just Google it. So the actress's name for the Supergirl TV series was Melissa Benoist. And oh, she yes. played. Yeah. And it's it's actually going on since 2015 to 2021. So I think they did something like five or six seasons. So it went it ran for a while. Mm-hmm. This. Yeah, and she also showed up in like the Arrowverse, like uh, Arrow and Flash and all yeah. that. And she did the uh, Crisis on Infinite Earth uh, TV event. 
So again, I mean, I'm no, I'm no producer, I'm no casting director, I'm no like genius of the, I don't know, of the big franchises, but to make things like the things as less messy as possible, just hire her, like make her Supergirl, like make make her like the the star of the show and like do the proper motion picture that she could, she should have have, and she should have had, and you're you're in. I mean, you already can reconnect with the fans of the show. Uh, introduce like a, a new hero to a younger generation, and she's al- she already knows the character. I mean, it's so again, yeah. I think the thing that works against that theory is that they got Ezra Miller to do the Flash when they yeah. had to go from the Flash show as well. I know, and I thought he was a much better Flash than Ezra Miller was. But again, like with the multiverse in the Flash, everything is possible. So I guess maybe they can yeah. connect the dots and like point out to another Flash, this guy. So and uh, anyway, like yeah, all they can cherry pick from exactly. It. So <laughs> yeah, so multiverses definitely make things a little more confusing. Yeah, to say the least. Um, so yeah, final notes. I think, optim like yeah, cautiously the, optimistic. Uh, I'm. I'll, I'll look. Cautiously. I'll watch all the films, but am I like super excited or can't wait? No. I'll just. We'll see what happens when we get there. But we have much more excitement before, like in this year, for other films and this. And uh, yeah, it, it will happen in 2025, and we'll be there for it. But <laughs> I'm not. Yeah, not I'm exactly. not super excited. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, I'm like. I'm not indifferent to it. Some of the things I'm actually like, ooh, interesting. I'm pretty interested in the uh, the Paradise Lost, the Themyscira show as well, which is going to be like an origin story for like the Amazonians. Yeah. And Gunn said it's going to be kind of like Game of Thronesy with like all the different like groupings and it's like the, the more medieval setting. So I'm like, interesting, interesting. Yeah, yeah. But then there's some things where I'm like, exactly. I'm like, eh, for some other things and. It's hard to be 100% excited considering the track record DC's had over the last 10 years. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally, you're right. On another topic, though, um, have you seen more interesting movies recently? Because, again, it's going to be Oscar season um, soon. We'll discuss the movies, I think, in more details before the celebration. But were you able to watch a few Oscar contenders? (laughs) I was supposed to go see Fablemans, but I never got around Me neither, to seeing yeah. it. Just the time, time didn't work out in the, the favor. Um, and lately, I've actually just been watching older movies at home. Yeah, it's good. It's uh, good. Never. Yeah, I'm uh, rewatching the Bourne films right now, actually. Yeah, yeah, I need to do that as yeah. well. I, I have, like, Bourne Identity and Bourne Ultimatum on DVD. <laughs> I think the, the quality is going to be shitty on my, like, 4K TV. But um, and you I, know what? I have a 4K TV as well, and I have them on DVD. It still looks good. If, I mean, if you're if you're pixel counting, that's one thing. But yeah, it's not like blurry or anything for me. I'm like, it's certainly watchable. And I need to rewatch Born Legacy, I think, because I've watched it once, and I wasn't unimpressed the first time. But maybe like, con- like considering that it, it's Tony Gilroy, and that's the guy who gave us Andor. I'm just saying, is there some hidden genius in this film that we didn't notice at first? I think Legacy is a solid spy movie. I don't think it's a great Bourne movie. Yeah, it's kind of like Iron Man three. I think it's a great Tony Stark movie. Not a great. It's not Iron a good Man Iron Man movie. movie. True. Yeah. True. True. Yeah. True. True. Iron Man three. Yeah, that's a weird beast. I need to rewatch it it's eventually. Uh, I rewatched it like two years ago, and I was like, it's so conflicting. Because again, like any anytime Iron Man comes into the story, and like the Mandarin, anything like that. I'm like this movie's lost me. Yeah. But when it's like Tony uh, Tony Stark having like panic attacks and worrying about like the future and that internal struggle, I'm like this movie's excellent. <laughs> I think well, unpopular opinion, but I think I prefer uh, Avengers: Age of Ultron to Iron Man Three. Uh, they're about, they the, about same the same for, for most people, but I think I do still prefer Age of Ultron. But anyway. Um, so yeah, I probably agree with you. Yeah, uh, because I yeah. think because of Ultron, such a great character, and like James Spade did such a cool job with with him. Yeah. Um, yeah. For in terms of films, though, I do want to specify one um, find. Well, not one find, but I mean one movie that was one addition. Well, yeah, one addition that to like it's one of the contenders for best picture, and I always put it on my list for for last year, but I I could never 
sit down and watch it or go see it in theaters, but I could finally do that yesterday. But I saw Triangle of Sadness, which is uh, it's it's um, it's a director from Norway or Sweden, if I'm not mistaken. He's the one who gave us um, Force Majeure. So in like in 2014, like the Avalanche story with the family, really talented guy. Um, and again, it's picking like it's picking at the the one percent of the population, same as like movies, uh, shows like Succession and uh, The Menu, which I talked about uh, a few episodes ago, mm-hmm. and um, Glass Onion. Uh, and but it's so this movie, man, you need to watch that. It's it's so entertaining, but so well written as well. And again, it's just like what happens to society if you put all classes and everyone on a boat and the boat cra- like you know the metaphor of like who do you shoot if you're on an island or who who do you bring with you on an island and what happened that allegory basically of like what would you do if like means called for it and you needed to survive who would you kill who would you let go and put off the boat mm-hmm. that's actually the allegory like of society because they're all on an expensive yacht and catastrophic things happen basically and they end up somewhere Um, and they're all mixed up, different social classes collide, and what, how does that actually work where survival instincts kick in and they need to survive without their Rolex watches, without Wi-Fi, without their fucking million-dollar bank accounts like back in the Cayman Islands, What? how that actually works out. And... But like, un- like other than just the pure entertainment of it, it's just a really, it's kind of intelligent and it's really pokes holes at today's society. And like, if you put, I don't know, just the most, the richest CEOs like of Canada who are not, I don't know, in sport, the sports industry, maybe, how can they really succeed in being like survivalists and can actually provide for themselves in a non- like unsavory environment where like wild animals want to kill them it's kind of it's kind of a wild tale but i really recommend it it's, it's a good film so it's kind of like lord of the flies with like a classism as opposed yeah. to um like a base nature it's more just like take that concept and see what these people will be like without the things that they've normally come to depend exactly. on. Exactly, yeah. So that's being pretty much the tell of it. So yeah, it's it's uh, it's a contender for best picture. It will win, of course, and we'll, we can discuss like our, our predictions, but I think that we... Yeah, who do, who do you think will win? Everything everywhere, all, all at once. Uh, yeah, I think so too. It's well, Which, for but though, I, I need to mention that, so that if that movie wins, I'll be happy because this is actually... One of the minor occasions where a mainstream film, like more, I don't know, accessible to all kind of audiences and more connected to today's fandom, I think, for blockbuster pictures, actually wins for Best Picture. Because this movie, you can actually make everyone watch it and they'll have a good time, which is not the case for most movies who've won Best Picture. So I'll be happy that this movie wins, but I think it will because... Uh, but I do want it to be, I don't know, like my, my child self wants, wants it to be Top Gun, but it won't be Top Gun. Um, it will never be Top Gun, but I'm very happy it at least got the nomination. Yeah, yeah, same for me. But, you know, yeah, I think it's going to be this one. But do you think so or you have other predictions? I also think it'll be everything, everywhere, all at once. I think the lightning in the bottle of being a sci-fi action-adventure combined with a touching small-scale human drama is just like the perfect thing that the oscars need right now yeah it has like a a wide mass appeal but it's also a little out there at the same time so it's it's ticking a lot of boxes that otherwise wouldn't have been ticked by the oscars it's if like if you took the sci-fi element out of everything everywhere it probably still would have won best picture just for like the drama and like the character study, but you've thrown in this like sci-fi angle and it could have derailed the movie, but it didn't. Mm. And it also could have alienated audiences, but it didn't. True. So I think because of that, it'll, it'll do that because it's not an easy thing to do. That said, I don't per se 
I I don't per se want it to win Best Picture at the same time because mm. I do think Banshees was a better movie. Yeah, but, but he did he win for Best? No, I I'm thinking I'm mistaken, but I thought that uh, th- uh billboards out three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. It didn't win Best Picture, right? When it came out, no, it was nominated, but Let it wasn't. Check. It didn't win, right? His last film, Mar- Martin McDonough. I'm just gonna do a quick. I think uh, Frances McDormand won for no, no, she didn't win for Best Actress. Sorry, uh, Sam Rockwell won for Best Supporting Actor. I think, but yeah, I think you know what? I agree with you. I think that if in ter- in terms of you know, like pure good cinema and good story, like that needs to be recognized for like how superior it is to like just common movies. Benches of Inishrim is the obvious contender for best picture. Again, I can't comment on other films because I haven't seen Tar. I haven't seen the film Fablemans, but I'm not sure they'll they'll give it to Steven Spielberg. They could because of like the the subject matter of the film, like the pure love of being a filmmaker. That would be like a wild choice, but they they could give yeah, it to I fa- don't think it'll get it. No. Though. But I mean, yeah, it, like if I to put like again, I've love uh, there's a lot of we can, we can we can discuss this real quick, but all the the, the nominees, the 10 nominees. Um I've seen before you go into that. Sorry, um, go ahead. <laughs> uh, three billboards was nominated for best picture, didn't win. But Francis and Sam Rockwell won for best actress best and, best and best supporting actor. actor. All right, thank you. I yeah. I wasn't sure, but you're right. Um, okay, so the nominees. So I've seen like you, All Quiet on the Western Front. Brilliant film. Yeah, finally. Br- yeah, sorry, it took a while. <laughs> <laughs> you were right. I mean, this if I if I've seen this film in 2022, it would have been in my top movies. Um, it's it's wild though. It's it's yeah. It's one of the most brutal movies I've seen about war for sure. Yeah. Um, it's uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable. It's yeah. It's it's it's. I think it's unfair. I think it's the where the word that came to mind once I finished it is like it's unfair, especially at the very end. You know what happens to the characters you've been following. You just like no, it's unfair. But it's it's yeah, great. It sucks. Yeah. But it's a great great war film. Avatar. I, we know like why it's nominated. It won't win. Uh, this time Never. but uh, it's I can like I said early on I think I know what they need to recognize what James Cameron has done so they just like okay for like the symbolic of it we'll put it in the best picture slot so um, yeah. Benches of Inishroom again I think that if they wanted to f- follow the proper formula of like great storytelling great filmmaking just great movie experience on a more classical level this would be the winner because um it's well written it's it really it's really such an emotional experience uh the act well acted, well acted. everything's great yeah. cinematography is great all, all four leads are nominated for acting. yes yeah it's true yeah, yeah. all four it's, yeah, it's all four it's crazy yeah but 100 percent right uh, and for sure i think one of them will win we'll we'll, we'll see which yeah um if it doesn't matter who does but colin and brendan one of them will win it, and I, both of them are deserving. Yeah, but again, I have expectation and predictions. I think Brendan Fraser will win, but I think Brendan so Gleeson will win for best supporting actor. So I think uh, Colin won't um, won't get it. Won't get it. I think he, he, I think he's the second best out of like all the options. But he, I think Brendan Fraser will get it. I think. I'm not well. I'm not hundred percent sure, but I think that. Brendan Fraser will be the that's, winner. That's where you place your bet. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I place my bet on Brendan Fraser. You pay, place your bet on on Farrell. Um, I I'm rooting for uh, Farrell, and then for supporting actor, I'm gonna go with um, Kai Hu Kwan. Yeah, I'm not sure he's gonna win though. He was uh, good, that, but that's, he was that's, he, that's where I'm. Th- yeah, he was. I, that's where my I'm feeling. I think Michelle Yeoh was better than him in the For sure, film, but that's but, yeah. best actress versus best supporting Yeah, yeah, actor, true, so, true. Uh, but yeah, they're they, they both claiming, and I think there's a good chance both of them will. Okay, yeah. Other best pictures. So Elvis, which well, I, I'm not a surprising, surprising show. Yeah. Yeah, considering The Whale is not nominated. I was like, Elvis, really? I haven't seen The Whale, though, but te- okay. people telling me. But it's, like everyone's been, yeah. yeah, everyone keeps saying The Whale is great. 
and then everyone else is like Elvis is it's okay it's, good, uh, it's a Baz Luhrmann movie so yeah. it's it's flashy it's a Baz yeah, movie. but I mean again you need to watch it for like Austin Butler's Austin performance Butler. as yeah. Elvis which is really great yeah but does that carry a best picture nomination though? Mm, no maybe not mm, true yeah so that's why I was like mm, I'm, I was surprised to see it in the best picture okay it really was other than that Fablemans uh, yeah Steven Spielberg every single year he makes a film it's nominated for best picture yeah and that's when you were saying like a, a classic like old school type of movie that like caters to the Oscar crowd that's this movie. Yeah, and again, I mean, because of the subject matter, I don't know why, but my gut feelings tells me maybe this film has a better chance at winning Best Picture because in a, in a time where, um, I don't know, like movie... I would say five years ago, for sure. Uh, because considering but where... I the, think less so now. Considering where the movies, like the, the movie industry is at with like the, the rise of the streamers and cinema experience not being what it was I'm, I'm trying to think if this is maybe the time to like honor a movie like this but because you ha i know you haven't seen it but what comes to mind is that i've seen babylon in theaters and babylon had like a similar yeah. kind of message than fablemans at the end is that cinema like the cinema movie experience is fantastic and needs to be protected that was basically mm -hmm. the the core message out of babylon which is the same for Fablemans, I think, in a few in a few manners. I haven't seen it, but I think it's like in in love with the the, the actually like the, the movie that loves movies. Yes, exactly, pretty much. Um, it's like the artist or Hugo. Yeah, same thing. So I would say that for that reason, I cannot think that Fablemans has a chance at Best Picture. But again, I mean, give it to Sp Steven Spielberg again. Will it happen? Not sure. We'll see. Tara I haven't seen, but I know it's supposed to be really good um, for yeah. Kate Blanchett's performance in the movie overall, but I can't comment on much. Does Does Kate Blanchett win Best Actress, or does Michelle Ye uh, Yeoh get it? Out of fairness, they should give it to Michelle Yeoh, but I, I, I guess I would understand if it's Kate Blanchett, but is it is it the buzz? Do you think that the, the predictions are, are leaning towards Kate Blanchett more than Michelle Yeoh? Yo. Yeah, I think it's Michelle Yeoh. Yeah. I mean, I think Ken, Ken Blanchett would be the second pick, I think, because everybody says she's phenomenal in Tar, but yeah, yeah they should give then, it to uh, Michelle Yeoh. For supporting actress, I think Angela Bassett will get it, ironically. <laughs> the first time a Marvel Interesting. role will get well, it. Yeah, no, I, think, I, haven't, I think Bassett has I it. still haven't seen the second Black Panther, but good for, the, good for her Plus. if she wins this. She should, yeah. Um, yeah, her performance was really good in a movie that was otherwise just okay yeah. yeah top gun maverick um yeah it's nominated for best picture and again same for not same as avatar it's in a different way but like again how to make movie going experience really popular and good at the same time and that they can actually yeah. just be less critical and less severe in their choices to include just mainstream movie mainstream movies blockbuster experience kind of movies in there as well not just yeah. classical authors cinema but like just open their open their scope a little bit i think that that that's the yeah. symbolic of this by nominating not everything has Maverick. to yeah. be a an indie art house drama or movies about movies like we can have this fighter pilot movie that i think exceeded everyone's expectations and probably single-handedly saved the theatrical experience yeah and yeah yeah ironically it's saving the, the very thing that fablemans and babylon was talking about yes um yeah, ironically. ironically so again it won't win for that reason but again it's just that the fact that it's nominated so i think it's gonna move like moving forward i think it's gonna be the case when there's actually a really good like blockbuster experience like yeah exactly that is actually really good and people actually bought tickets to go see it will get nominated. Like, for example, Oppenheimer next year is going to be nominated. 100%. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so, apart from that, well, Triangle of Sadness, as I mentioned, which is, again, um, an, uh, uh, not, a, not an American, not a British, like, director. Like, it's, it's, a, it's a Swedish film, I think, or is it 
Norwich. No, no, it's he's from Norway. Norwich. Yes, is it Norwich? <laughs> Norway. Norway. No, Norwegian. Norwegian. Sorry, <laughs> Norwich. <laughs> Norwegian <laughs> filmmaker. But yeah, no, it's I just had one glass. Norwegian um, director, and it's a it's a Norwegian film, but the movie yeah, is shot in, uh, in English. Um, I think he's Norwegian. The director's from Sweden. Oh, uh, sorry, I was close. All right, Swedish. Yeah, I'm just trying to see if it's a sweet. Yeah, um, let's see. I think it's co-produced. It's like uh, co-produced American Swedish film. I think. Um, but again, it's it won't win. But it's still a really good pick. It would be might be my number two, number three out of the list. And women talking, I haven't seen it as well. Yeah, Swedish. It's so it's a co-Swedish production. Co-Swedish American. All right. Uh, and women talking, I haven't seen it as well so yeah i've heard very mixed things about that one same yeah yeah like uh, dan Merle, i think he was talking about it and so like the premise is interesting but it's ultimately a very dry movie mm. oh yeah <laughs> that's giving me like uh, tangling experience i can't wait <laughs> to see women talking <laughs> yeah so you know what so yeah it's i think it's out of like the last editions of the Oscars, I think it's a more open year to like more movies that are more accessible. I think that's the word here, which is a good thing yeah. because considering where the cinema experience is going since COVID, it's they need to make it accessible to movies that actually resonate with people, which was yeah, not the case. You have to prior. look at. I think quite often there is the we're, they're looking at the movies like objectively. But we should also look at movies not only objectively, but how did everyone appreciate it? You can give a movie best picture, but if no one saw it, is it really best picture? Because did it make an impact on people's lives? Yeah. And the number of Oscar editions where the best picture movies you haven't seen since or people are not talking about. I don't know. For some reason, Crash comes to mind out of the mid 2000s. I think Crash gets brought up more in the the way that oh crash won yeah. rather than crash deserved it yeah but there's other yeah. m- year movie years like this where the 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 best movie and you're just like what this film i haven't like i, re- I think i had that reaction once uh, spotlight won mm. and like i can't remember what year it was but like it might have been revenant and it was just revenant was cleaning up all the awards and everyone just assumed Revenant was going to get Best Picture. The Spotlight got Best Picture, mm-hmm. and it was its only win of the night. Which is crazy when you think about it. Yeah. And again, Spotlight like is directing like, or acting yeah. or script or anything. And Spotlight is an okay film, but it's is it like oh my god, is it a is it, is it a rewatchable? I'm like, well, yeah. I don't know. What's what's the legacy of Spotlight? Yeah. So I think yeah. they need versus yeah. something like the legacy of like Braveheart, for yeah. example, like, yeah, which yeah. got Best Picture or, back in the or Lord of the Rings for that matter. So again, it's yeah, yeah. Titanic. Titanic. So they, I think they they're starting to get into that mindset. We're just like, okay, we're we're not nominating and giving the Oscars for the sake of giving the Oscars, but also for m- movies that mean something to people. And I think that they're, yeah. they're starting to recognize that and it's a good thing. So yeah. Um, it's been, an, yeah, I couldn't agree more. It's been an hour, but I don't know. I, I have, I, have we forgotten to discuss, uh, I don't know, current news and, uh, other topics there's not, or, uh, there's not much in the news. No. Um, even on, on screen hub, which you should totally go and check yes. right now. It's been a little quiet on the site because I feel like there's been not much. I got a few things in the draft that I'm going to publish, including that piece on uh, Tomorrow Never Dies that I've been working on. Great piece, by the way. Um, yeah, great, great topic. <laughs> um, I've been reviewing The Last of Us uh, every week, so I'm going to be watching that tonight. The episode is almost 90 minutes long, like last week. Wow. So, yeah, no, there's, so I got some, some lengthy reviews and... I usually write those Monday morning and get them up. But in terms of news, I feel like right now we're in a little bit of a lull. That's why we focused so much on the, the DCU announcement because it was, I think, the first major news story out of like filmdom that's come out in 2023 so far. Yeah. No, no, it's a good point. And again, early winter, January, February, it's more, more of a like a dead period for for movies. But um, yeah, next time around, before we discuss actually the Oscars, either like the full prediction list or just the results, um, yeah, we can maybe discuss a few movies that we've revisited and uh, 
Like a few yeah, classic. I think a good topic will be uh, our favorite best picture movies. Ah. Like, it doesn't matter over the years. Like we can pick like five favorite best picture. Interesting. Movies yeah. Good. Just get into good it. Good idea. Sure, we can do that. That would yeah. be a good night. Our favorite. Yeah, our favorite pictures. best pictures. Sure. Yeah. Well, yeah. Let's do that. That's a good idea. Let's do that. All right, man. Yeah. Um. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. As always, brother. Always a pleasure. Yeah, I'm I'm empty now. I'm empty. I've been empty for a while, but it was a small glass. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it, but I'm glad we were. I think we had like um, two good whiskeys there. Uh, I know yours is outstanding for sure. I remember it, and mine is again. Is I think it's 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 an obvious. It's like, good for the price. Yeah, right? it's good for the price. I think I wouldn't. Would it be like my everyday drinker? No, but is it actually good for yeah for the money? And for an Irish whiskey, I would say yes. I think it's maybe a notch, a little notch over than regular Jameson, not not, but a, not a big one. Uh, right. So it's better than like a regular Jameson, but maybe not as good as like a select reserve Jameson. Yeah, kind of, kind of. Yeah. yeah. But uh, I think Buskerad they have a other. There, there's other colors of bottles, so I think there's other like um, year um, year tag on it or uh, different blends. I need to search, but that the, the green bottle was the only one available at ACQ. But yeah, I'm glad I had it because I've seen it advertised everywhere. So now I know what it tastes like. But I'm I'm really happy to have rediscovered Irish whiskeys and going outside the U.S. for once. So <laughs> thank you for tempting me to do so. <laughs> one of us. One, one of, of us. us. <laughs> All right, man. Thanks. Have a good one. We'll talk uh, in, a, in a few weeks. Sounds good. Take care, guys. Bye-bye. Thanks, everyone. Bye.